0: What's up, humans? This is Katie Rose, served straight up with a twist. Uh, And today we're going to be talking about ovulation. Now, this is one of those things that there's a lot of misconceptions about. Uh, Women don't even know that much about their body, let alone men. So I kind of wanted to clarify a few things and kind of get the conversation going. Uh, Because everybody's body is different. And honestly, we don't teach enough about this in schools. We are always so focused on abstinence and whatnot to do and avoiding sex, you know, before marriage and, you know, just to avoid early pregnancy. Um, But we don't really discuss how it all works because if we knew how it all worked, then we could actually make better choices and be safer in our decisions moving forward. But before we get that started, I am going to Vegas this weekend. I think I've been there now nine times. I'm not even sure. Um, I actually went out there uh, for a stint because I was trying to see if I could get work out there and quickly realized I was way too short to be a dancer in Vegas. just was not gonna happen. had the tits, but didn't have the height. So, <laughs> uh, not that I would completely feel comfortable doing that. I'm like, you know, I'd probably start um you know with my tits looking great and then by the end of my contract they'd probably be down to my knees so actually it's probably a health concern and it was probably for the best that I didn't do that but I could I could have done like pool go-go dancing and things like that but I'm like do I really want to do that no like I would rather do the shows and you know I did uh, audition for a couple of circ shows or circ-like shows and and things like that that it didn't pan out at the time but Vegas is a cool spot and I love going to visit because everything is conveniently located everything's right there I remember the first time Flying into it, I was like, this is the tiniest little place in the world. Like, it literally is just a tiny little strip in the middle of nowhere and you're like what and it has expanded over time there are families that live there and and houses but like you see everything on your way in so you're like there it is um i've done the helicopter tours of the grand canyon um and i always have a good time and i always laugh because every time i go there first of all it's so dry you need chapstick constantly and you're constantly shocking people and everything like you touch something and it's just the the static electricity out there is just absolutely insanity and um So that's always funny. Uh, So bring your chapstick, sunscreen, and you don't really sweat. Like that's what's creepy about it, at least the last time. Like there's not really humidity there like there is in Florida. So when you're there laying at the pool, I remember I had like, I don't know what, the third time I went there and I'm like laying at the pool and I just looked over at my friend and I'm like, I'm not sweating. And she's like, we're not sweating. I'm like, I'm very hot. But I am not sweating at all. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like when you're used to Florida, you just like swamp sweat. Like it just drips off of you. But there, it's like it must be so hot and dry that as soon as you do sweat, it just evaporates. So you don't really see it on your body. So that's kind of cool. And then you just, you know, you're not as feeling as nasty. Uh, But I love going. I love the shows. uh, And they've got some new stuff out there. They've got an Area 15 um, with this like uh, meow, you know, museum experience. And I'm going to go to the Lost Spirits and check out that place, which sounds super cool. I like those immersive experiences. Not necessarily like super interactive where it's like audience participation. But I like when there's stuff happening around you. I like little happenings. I like escape rooms. I like scavenger hunts, things like that. So uh, we are going to uh, a couple of other little spots as well that kind of embrace uh, that type of theater and that type of experience. I'm super excited to try the new stuff since I have seen every single Cirque show. My favorite Cirque show is Ka. Uh, it is the whole time you're just kind of like, how are, what? How? How? I'm just the stage alone you're like whoa like it's such a cool experience uh, so if you haven't been to Vegas get yourself out there uh, don't bring the kids have some fun I'm not much of a gambler um, I have uh, gambled but I am very minimal with it because you know and I love Texas Hold'em I like playing but like just the thought of I, I, the psychology that you go through with that I feel like it's just too stressful for me <laughs> Uh, because if you're up you're feeling real good and if you're down you're really down so Uh, and I guess that's why people go on benders right after those sad experiences of losing all your cash so Vegas is a a bit of a trap sometimes with that but lots of cool stuff Uh, so I'm going to go enjoy at least the entertainment value of, of Vegas so I'll have to talk about that when I get back Uh, In the meantime, I'm probably going to be starting infertility treatments again uh, next month. So I'm going to have my last hoorahs, some fun uh, before I start the process of stabbing myself in the stomach four times a week and then in the butt and, you know, getting uh, blood work done every single or every other day ish and having somebody invade my space. (laughs) Here I am, world. Check me out. Uh, So I just wanted to read up more about it. And Continue to educate myself on my own body. And so many times women are – they don't really know much about how everything works. And I was like, let me just check back into this again and clarify. Um, As we know, men are – Unless there are major issues, men are typically fertile for most of their lives. Now there are other things that happen like their swimmers, you know, uh, can mutate and they aren't as viable and they're a little slower, you know, and that's things that you test and that happen over time as you age, um, you know, higher risks of, uh, especially when you're trying to conceive, of you know other diseases and issues, and dementia, and Alzheimer's, and lots of things start going up as as you age. Um, of course, because we've done a lot more to our bodies, we're not as you know young and pure uh, anymore, and a lot of things happen as we age. Um, so it it that does happen, but. Women aren't fertile every day of the month. And it it doesn't feel that way, right? It feels like people are getting pregnant everywhere all the time. But we have to keep in mind that it's – you know, our bodies are – Doing what it's supposed to do naturally So typically when you're younger And you're figuring things out Yes we're more fertile We have more eggs We are born with all the eggs That we're ever going to have And we are born with them Inside of our mother's bodies Which is kind of crazy To think about that Um, But we are constantly losing them Now every single month And we have so many of them um, We uh, have our, our eggs And there are lots of follicles That are the encasements of these eggs, but we grow them. Now, in infertility, they go in there and they retrieve them from the follicle. So we're constantly measuring them, making sure that we can pull as many out as possible. And some women, like I said, get one, some get two, some get 40, you know, depending on what how their body um, grows these follicles. Now, Regardless of that, the natural cycle is, yes, you grow all of these eggs, but only one actually releases. And each month it switches, it can switch sides. So sometimes a woman can feel like if they're really like in tune with their body, they can feel like mine's usually on the left side. Oh, but you know, this month it was on the right and they can kind of feel that pressure and that pain or that heaviness and they know which side they're ovulating from. So it does switch sides sometimes. But the key factor here is only one actually releases. So what happens to all of those other follicles? They die. They move on. And then... Every month we reproduce more. So it's really sad to think about that, right? So this is why IBM yeah. is so important because we can actually go in there and fetch those guys before they dissolve and then we lose them. Especially as women are aging over the age of 35, we're trying to hang on to as many of those guys as possible and as many of those good, younger, viable ones as possible. Uh, but one thing that a lot of women don't know, uh, because of the verbiage, and I don't know why people are talking about it this way. And I really hope I interpreted this because I read many articles about this trying to make sure I'm correct and that I'm understanding this. Uh, And if someone wants to correct me and who is in this industry, please feel free to message me on YouTube um, at Katie Rose straight up with a twist because I want to make sure that my facts are correct. But from what I'm reading, we really can only get pregnant once a month. Once. Not like several times during the month. But the verbiage is, oh, well, because sperm can live in your in your body up, fi- up to five to six days, you've got five to six days in which you can get pregnant, which I think is a bad way of saying it. Because technically, your egg that ovulates only can survive for 12 to 24 hours. That's it. So you've got that one Day, that one shot. And the problem is, we don't really know exactly when we're ovulating. And if we did know exactly when that little egg is dropping down, then of course we would focus on that and we would be like, it's happening right now. Let's have sex, like whatever. But the best thing to know is that once it ovulates and it drops, it's only got 24 hours and then it's out of your system. So the best days to have intercourse are the days leading up to your ovulation because of the fact that sperm can survive in your system, in your body for up to five days. So then the next step is to figure out, well, what's my ovulation cycle? Now, standardly, generally, the rule is 28 days. Now, some women are different. Some women ovulate uh, or their menstrual cycle is, sorry, not ovulate, their menstrual cycle is 35 days not 28 some are only 21 days and I remember for a while there my period was coming very often I had a really heavy flow and I was like every 21 days all of a sudden and there are different factors in your life that can change these things stress um, medications um, you know a lot of things can can change these the way that you work out uh, your age is going to change these things as well. I have been more so consistently uh, 28 days. Uh, So it has been easier for me to say, okay, I'm ovulating on day 14. But you also have to pay attention to your body. You know, what is your, you know, looking like? Is it an egg white? Is it sticky? They always say when you've got that sticky and it stays between your two fingers, that is like the day. But my concern is, okay, cool, I'm ovulating. But like, yo, that thing's about to pass. So really, you gotta be so in tune with your body, that basal temperature, if it's slightly higher, you know, checking in on things like that and just make it a rule of thumb that if you know that you are a 28-day person and day 14 is when you ovulate, have sex those few days before day 14. So it's typically right at the end of your period. And that's the thing, right? Depending on how your cycle works, you know, that rule about, oh, you can't get, Pregnant when you're on your period is mm, maybe not actually factual because if you're a 21 day cycle person, that means you might be starting to ovulate at day seven. So you need to hurry up, right? So a lot of times you got to pay attention to that. Like towards the end of your period might be a good day to start having sex and then. Every other day after that, right? So we want to make sure we're getting that good boost of sperm in our body as well, which is so crazy to think about it. But it does matter. It matters, uh, you know, how fast those swimmers are and especially the best time is in the morning. So the best time is when our body has been relaxing all night and we are energized in the morning, ready to go. And think about it. This is just like kind of common sense, right? Like a guy is always ready to go in the morning. So take advantage of that. That morning wood is telling you, it's time, lady. It's time to go, which is sad because usually women don't really like doing it in the morning. I guess there are some women that preferred in the morning. It depends on what kind of schedule you have in your life as well. Um, but I usually like to get my day going. And I'm actually like an afternoon delight kind of girl. So I'm like, my energy is highest in the afternoon. And that's typically when I want to. And then I can't because my husband's at work. So <laughs> <laughs> so typically, we'll try to, you know, throw him, throw him a bone in the morning. And I'll give him a good starfish to start out the day. And then positions as well, um, they say are important. Uh, you know, I have... Totally put my legs over my head. I've done all the things. I've laid there for 15 minutes, you know, put the pillow under my hips, made sure that everything was, you know, flowing in the right direction. But there's no rhyme or reason. Everybody's body's going to be different. And of course, having that fluid, and I have been taking gel that uh, emulates your natural biology and it's called PreSeed. So that's something that I've been using as well uh, just to help. Hey, let's get those swimmers up there. You know, if for some reason that day I'm not producing as much fluid, just help it out. Um, And it's supposed to be obviously better than any of that like KY jelly or stuff. That's just external stuff. So we want to make sure we're getting that stuff that mimics our our natural fluids in our body. So that's something that I also was trying as well. Um, And, you know, it's always frustrating when you are trying to get pregnant and people are like, oh, you know, maybe you're not, you know, trying whatever. Or some people are like, maybe you're trying too hard. Just relax. I'm like, there's really no such thing is trying too hard. Like I'm paying attention to, you know, when I'm ovulating and my body and what it's saying and all these things. Um, So sometimes, you know, people got to think before they say things because like obviously if I'm trying to have a baby, like I think I'm the one who's like really looking into it and paying attention to it. Um, Other things, factors can affect infertility, uh, caffeine, drinking, smoking. Uh, But as most articles say, it's, you know, everything – In moderation, of course. Um, And then one thing that I read that I thought was really interesting um, and, you know, is, is about twins. Now, my grandmother was a twin. So if it does skip a generation, then I could be viable to have them. Uh, which makes me laugh because what if I go through all of this and then all of a sudden I get pregnant with twins and I'm like, oh, my God. Like now I got two. I was struggling and now I have two, which obviously through infertility, if you do um, transfer more than one egg, of course, your chances are much higher of having twins. Um, But something that I read as well is that older women actually do have that higher chance because when they approach that, um, you know, premenopause or, I mean, the after. Uh, well, it is like pre-menopause uh, So right before you are going to go into menopause, you get that fertility spike. So there's like a surge, right, that happens in your body, which is this what I'm talking about? It's all of a sudden my libido is like, whoa, like, hey, this is your last ditch effort, and I can feel it. Like I am like, I can't even watch a movie with Chris Hemsworth in it or The Rock. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> Like, you know, maybe my husband's like, mm, okay, could you maybe talk about them less? But I'm like, yo, it's putting me in the mood, bro. So deal with it. <laughs> but your body is uh, producing uh, more of that FH, the FSH, gosh, I can't say it, the follicle-stimulating hormones. Um, so then during ovulation, your body can actually release more than one egg, which is like great and awesome and dandy, but... It's sad because your body's like, peace out, eggs, getting rid of you, you know? So it's it's a double-edged sword with it because you know that this is the end, but it's also like, okay, this is the time. If you wanted to have a kid, do it now, you know, this, you know, late- 30s early 40s stage um and i think it's interesting that statistically um african-american women are more likely to conceive twins as well and then they say that asian women actually have a lower chance and so i don't know what that is and i i mean my husband's asian i don't know if the sperm matters in that or if it's just the woman um but i found that to be you know an interesting um statistic as well um and then they do say fraternal twins yeah they run uh in the maternal genetics uh so i don't know maybe maybe i will and that will be a cool thing to happen um i also read that taller women so women with like literally a higher bmi also have increased chances of having twins i'm like what like that's crazy also foods that they say, like foods to have that uh, can stimulate that hyperovulation is tofu, soy. I've heard a lot about soy. So people, a lot of women will switch to soy milk when they're having cereal or whatever. Uh, Whole wheat, whole grains, oysters, which is funny because that's always been known to be that aphrodisiac thing. Um, High zinc, which is great anyways because during COVID, get all the zinc that you can. Uh, And then gaining like extra body weight. So like things that are like high in dairy. And I know that like a lot of African-Americans like say this as well. Like this is like part of their culture. Um But lettuce, spinach, strawberries, tomatoes, egg yolks, sunflower seeds, asparagus, broccoli, honeydew. You listen to these things and you're kind of like, well, duh, you're like healthy food. Like I hear all that and I just go healthy food. So in general, eat healthy food. Like it's really difficult to just like shove all of these things all at once into your diet. But for the most part, you know, healthy, eat healthy. So it's interesting to think how really there's only that 12 to 24-hour period. And it makes it seem like it's so easy to get pregnant. Um, But in fact, it it can take years. It can take months. Um, And then, of course, there's birth control, uh, which – statistically and what they've looked into doesn't really it doesn't make you infertile it just takes a minute for your body to readjust how it was since the pill uh, when you're taking the pill that is what artificially regulates your body so it's really just your body getting back into it the only things i've heard of that take a little bit longer are the birth control shots but it does not increase your risk for infertility so those are perfectly safe to take It's more important to be sure you're taking those tests like the HSG test and making test and making sure that your fallopian tubes are open and that there's no blockages so that the egg and the sperm can flow freely uh, into the uterus. Um, And then, of course, checking Uh, for things like endometriosis um, and getting laparoscopies and things like that. These are the important things to check ahead of time to make sure that that baby has a great home to live in and that we avoid things like ectopic pregnancies and things that can lead to major surgeries and um, miscarriages. So just wanted to give a couple little nuggets of information today if you didn't know all those things. So definitely the days leading up to ovulation are the best times to have sex and to do it every other day or every two days um, just for the best quality and the fast sperm and all of those fun things. Um, But pay attention to your body. Your body is going to tell you when it's time for the most part. Uh, So pay attention to those things. It is nerve-wracking to think about going back into this again. So, of course, I can use all the support that I can get. Um, You know, you never think it's going to happen to you, just like a hurricane. It's never going to happen to me. You know, I look like – I remember my OBGYN was like, yeah, I'll see you in a month. Like, he, like, took one look at me and thought, that's a girl who can get pregnant. (laughs) And you just don't ever know what it is. And mine is still unexplained. I have no idea why I can't get pregnant. And, you know, a lot of people will look to a higher power. And, you know, I've had some people say some very kind things that maybe I was meant for other things, for other things that are also as valuable and great in life. And us as women have to make sure that we are telling ourselves and others are telling us that we're still valuable because a lot of times we feel this pressure and less of a woman and it can make you feel all kinds of different emotions. And I've I've done a very good job at keeping the balance in that and trying to make sure that I feel valuable as a woman in life. And my husband's done a good job with that, too. The men really need to step a step up to the plate. Um, and, you know, or men can also feel it's insignificant during this time as well. So all kinds of emotions are going around. But it's definitely good to make sure that you don't put all your eggs in one basket uh, and think I am a worthless person if I don't have a child. Uh, because there's more to this world. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're all seeking love, and we're seeking uh, connection. And while that might not be a connection that I ever get to experience, I'm always seeking it, especially with my empathic personality from other humans that are alive today that are around me that are here. Um, So if you're one of those humans, and you're one of my friends, reach out to me because I love spending time with humans and talking to them about their, their lives and Picking their brains and learning about them. Uh, so, I will be starting to have uh, guests on. So, I should maybe not next week, but the following week. Um, I'm, I'm trying to shoot for episode 15 uh, to get my first guest on. Uh, and I'm open to so many different topics. I've already had many people reach out to me, but it's definitely easier to have a conversation with another person and keep that flow going than it is to talk to myself in this microphone. Um, you know, your brain naturally likes to have that back and forth and that rest to kind of think about and contemplate things before you just dive into a diatribe of things. Uh, So uh, I will be having future people on. I will let you know how Vegas goes. I, You know what I really want to do? I want to dance. I am a dancer, but like I want to dance. Like I'm not saying I want to go booty dance, but I want to like, you know – call up some guy for I have some I have some friends out there and I want to like partner dance you know like my husband's not much of a dancer I've ta- we I've taught him a couple of moves but you know when you can just like When you know, like, a guy that you grew up dancing with, and like, you know, that like they know salsa or they know, you know, a little bit of ballroom and they know how to partner, you're like, oh, it's like so much fun when you can go out on the dance floor and like, you know, someone knows how to like spin a girl around on the floor and you, and you know how to follow. It's really a good time. It's something I haven't done in a long time. So maybe we could find a place or I can invite some friends out to do a little bit of, you know, spinning on the dance floor. We'll see what happens. Uh, but for now, we're gonna go celebrate a birthday. We're gonna have some fun in the sun. I'm gonna lay down with some, you know, uh, lay down and have a Mai Tai served to me. That's all, that's all I think about when I think about like the sun, pool, beach, or vacation. I'm like, give me a Mai Tai. I'm going to lay right here. Like that's my go-to drink. Speaking of Mai Tai and your cocktail of the day is the Mai Tai served in a tropical glass of your choosing. The main ingredient that gives it its flavor is the almond or jat, And you can pour that to your tasting Or you can also use almond bitters. One ounces of aged rum. One ounces of white rum or golden rum. One ounce of fresh lime juice. Half an ounce of orange curacao. And a lime wedge. Some people add mint. And a lot of people like to add juices. Whether it's a little bit of orange juice, I prefer pineapple juice. Enjoy. All right, humans, that's it for me. Thanks for listening. This has been Katie Rose, served straight up with a twist. Catch my follow up Fridays on YouTube, where I respond to your YouTube comments on any thoughts or questions relating to each week's episode. It gives you a chance to have a more intimate conversation with me and opens up the door to new topics. Find me at my YouTube channel, Katie Rose, straight up with a twist. And remember, if you're thinking it, I'm probably talking about it.